Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 19th, 2022. Listen, I'm teaching a series entitled God's Grace in Our Faith. God's grace in our faith. Everything God does for us, he does it by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. It is the free favor of God. Everything that we do in response to the grace of God, we're supposed to do it in faith. So this morning, as I was I was praying, I'm in St. Louis, so it's a bit, little bit earlier uh, than uh, than uh, I would normally be doing today's word. Uh, but I was praying about what to share with you. Uh, yesterday, I shared a scripture from Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1 and 5. And I want to use Jeremiah as an example of how we're supposed to respond to God. Actually, he didn't respond to God right initially, but we can learn from that too. So the title of today's message is How God Wants Us to Respond to his calling. Today, we're going to learn that when God calls you to do something and the Holy Spirit reveals it to you, and now when he reveals it to you, it is future to you, but past to him. And he's showing you, he's revealing to you what he wants to do in your life, what he called you to do from the foundations of the world. Today, we're going to learn how we should respond to God. We're supposed to respond in faith because the grace is already there. I really believe this message is going to be a blessing to you. Open up your heart to receive. All right, so let's get into it. Okay, let's get into the word for this morning. Um, yeah, want to make sure we're all good. All right, so let's let's get let's get to it. So as I was thinking about this, we've been looking at John one and fourteen, John one and seventeen every day. We we've also been adding to it uh, something else. So we we looked at Galatians three, Galatians four, Galatians five, Galatians six until we ran out of Galatians. In Galatians, we finished the whole book. And then yesterday, I shared a bunch of scriptures with you that, that were driving home the point that God made plans for you before the world began, that even before you were formed in your mother's womb, God made plans for you, that you're not a mistake. Say, I'm not a mistake. Put that in the chat. Say, I am not a mistake. I am who I am by the grace of God. God called me from the foundations of the world. Well, one of the scriptures I used yesterday was Jeremiah 1 and 5, and we're going to look at that. But we're also going to look at the verses that follow Jeremiah 1 and 5 to see how um, Jeremiah, the young man, responded. So in John 1 and 14, the Bible says, the word became flesh and he dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace and truth. In John 1 and 17, the Bible says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I, I shared with you yesterday, Jeremiah 1 and 5, and that scripture says, before I made you in your mother's womb, I already knew you. And before you were born, just to be clear, I had already chosen you to do a special work. I actually chose you to be a prophet unto the nations. Like before you were born, before you were formed in your mother's womb, you already had a divine assignment. And that divine assignment was to be a prophet to the nations. Let me keep reading. Jeremiah responded, but Lord. And this is how a lot of us respond when we first got to get a glimpse of what God wants us to do. He said, but Lord, I don't know how to speak. A prophet has to speak. Um, I don't know how to speak. And then not only that, I'm just a boy. I'm a young man. And the Lord responded to him. Don't say 
I'm only just a boy. You know, basically he was saying, don't speak against the assignment. He said, you must go everywhere I send you and say everything I tell you to say. Put this in the chat. Say, I must do it. When God responds, when God reveals something to me that is future uh, to me, but past to him, then I have to do it. This is not like, you know, like when I think about it, it's almost one of those things where I can't not do it. I know that's not good English, but but it's, it, it makes good sense. I can't not do it. I, I have to do it. Put that in the chat. Say that by faith. I have to do it. I have to become the man that God called me to be. I have to become the woman that God called me to be. I have to accomplish it. God said, listen, you have to do it. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you what to say and you have to do it. And don't be afraid of anyone. I, I don't, he was like, when you go out, one of the issues that you're concerned about is that, and like uh, one of the translations says, don't be afraid of their faces. Yeah, I'm going to tell you to say some stuff to some people. And yeah, you don't want to stand in front of people. Listen, don't be afraid of anyone. Why? Because I am with you everywhere you go and I will protect you. God was saying, listen, I'm going to provide the words. I'm going to provide the word. I'm going to be with you everywhere you go. I'm going to protect you. He said, oh, you're going to do it. Later in that same passage, He re- the Bible says he reached down. God put a coal in my mouth. God put his words in my mouth. God was saying, listen. A prophet has to prophesy. And this is what I'm doing for you, Jeremiah. I'm going to put my words in in your mouth. Whose mouth is it? Jeremiah's mouth. Whose words are God's words, right? Whose mouth? Jeremiah's. Whose words? God's words. Whose voice? Jeremiah's voice. Whose words? It's God's words, right? So whose personality? Jeremiah's personality. Whose power? It's God's power. And that's how it is. For Jeremiah, it was about speaking. For you, it could be maybe you're a beautician. Maybe you're a nurse. Maybe you're a a government official. Maybe you're a medical professional. Maybe you're a business owner. Whatever it is that God has called you to do, God will put his super on your natural. You just provide your personality. You just provide your body. You just provide the availability. God will do the rest. So what does this mean for you today? How is it that God wants us to respond? How is it that God wants us to respond in faith to the grace that he releases over our lives? What does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you this morning. As I get into these three things, I'm telling you this is going to be good. Put this, Say this by faith right up front. Put it in the chat. I will respond by faith. I will respond by faith. I'm going to teach you how to respond. And of course, it's going to be responding by faith. God has provided the grace and I am providing the faith. So three things for you this morning. Here's number one. The initial response to the enormity of God's assignment is often a feeling of inadequacy. Whenever God reveals something to you that is future to you, but past to him, the initial response to the enormity of God's assignment is often a feeling of inadequacy. See, when Jeremiah was a young man and God revealed to him, hey, I called you to be a prophet from the foundations of the world before I formed you in your mother's womb, he said, but Lord, listen, I don't know how to speak and I'm only just a boy. And Jeremiah was making the mistake that a lot of us make. He was looking at, watch this, his human position and his perceived level of ability. In other words, God was calling him to do something, and he was saying, well, I'm looking at what I am, where I am now, and what I think I can do. And based on where I am now, and based on what I think I can do, oh, God, I'm not qualified. Based on where I am now in my life, and based on what I think I can do, oh, God, I can't do that. You see? And that's exactly what people do to God all the time. God is like, why are you looking at you anyway? Jeremiah was focused on himself. And he, cons- he didn't consider himself up to the task. But God was not asking Jeremiah to do it. 
in his own power, ability, or strength. God was not saying, Jeremiah, look at you. No, he was saying, Jeremiah, look at me. And so he was not asking Jeremiah to accomplish this without him. And herein lies the issue. Herein lies the major difference between living by works, performance-based, and living by faith that taps into the grace of God. See, the grace life means I don't take on any pressure to perform. The grace life means it's not about me anyway. The grace life means it's about God who lives in me. He gives me the words. He performs the work. The grace life means that I am not, I'm not looking at me. I'm looking at the God who lives in, in me and he can do all things. And so therefore I can do all things when I'm yielded unto him. And so God was not asking Jeremiah to do this without him. God was asking Jeremiah to believe. Put this in the chat. Say, my work is only to believe. I have to believe what God believes about me. I have to get to the point where I'm going to say yes. My faith says yes to God's grace. God calls us to do things that we cannot do without him. God calls us to do things that we cannot do without his assistance, which is his grace. And he does this so that our total reliance will be on God. Say this out loud. I rely on God for everything. Uh, and so, so that our reliance will be on him, his power, his ability, his strength, his favor. His, so I'm not relying on me. I'm relying on God. And so when I'm relying on God and now it shifts the pressure off of me and puts the focus on God. And, and, and it's not about my ability to perform anymore. It's about my ability to believe. And so Jeremiah is not the only person that did this, by the way. I could show you a bunch of people in scripture. I'll give you a few examples. Abraham thought he was too old. So did Sarah. David thought he was too young. Moses thought he wasn't eloquent enough. And so he had to get a surrogate to speak. Gideon thought God picked the wrong man. He was like, no, no, you, you think I'm a champion. I'm a coward. And so, listen, there's lots of people who initially, when God reveals his purpose, his plan, that they respond like, oh, no, I'm not ready. I'm not up to the task. And if you were, if you had to do it in your own power, your own ability, your own strength, then you're right. If God was looking for you to do it as a mere human, then you're right. You're not good enough. You would never be good enough. But God will never call you to do something that he didn't already sign up to do it with you. And that's the point. We don't have to do it without God. We get to do it with God. That's the major point in this situation. We're doing it with God, not without God. We're doing it submitted to him every step of the way. We're doing it yielded to God and his power, his ability, his strength. We're, do it, we're doing it yielded to the Holy Spirit. So God calls us to do things that exceed our power, our ability, and our strength. God calls us to do things that we can never do without him. And think about it from Jeremiah's perspective. I mean, Jeremiah was somewhat justified, right? Because here you have a young man that's saying, wait a minute, you want me to prophesy. Like literally, you want me to foretell the future. You want me to discern the future and to say it out loud in front of everybody. And uh, then this thing has to be right. Like if I, if I foretell the future and it, it winds up not being right, then I can be called a false prophet. Yeah, that's a scary proposition if God is not with you. And so God was saying, no, listen, all I need you to do is open up your mouth. If you would open up your mouth, then I will fill it. I will give you the words. God, God was not looking for Jeremiah's ability. Jer God was looking for Jeremiah's availability and his faith. So my point, as I close out my first point of three this morning, it's okay to initially feel inadequate whenever God reveals something to you. Matter of fact, 
if you don't feel inadequate, let me say it this way. If you don't feel like, oh my God, I can't do this, then you probably didn't hear God well. You didn't hear God clearly. Because it's when God calls you to do something, it should be so big that you can't do it without God. And so the enormity of it may and should kind of catch you off guard. And then you got to be like, okay, God, it doesn't matter that I can't do it because I'm not the one that's doing it. You live in me. You give me the words. You perform the work. And then you shift your focus and your attention over to God to do what you can never do without him. You got it? All right. This is the grace life. All right. Number two, God is looking for you to rest in his power, his ability, and his strength to do what he called you to do. So put this in the chat. I enter into God's rest. I'm learning how to enter into God's rest. I'm not stressing out. I'm not going to take on the pressure to perform. I'm not going to freak out. Listen, there are people that walk away from churches. There are pastors that quit ministry because they're taking on the pressure to perform to do what God called them to do. Now, they're actually doing what God called them to do. They're in the church that God assigned them to, but because they're doing it with human power, human ability, human strength, they get stressed out. They delve into depression. They battle thoughts of suicide. And some even commit suicide. Others just walk away from ministry and quit the church and quit their assignment. Why? Because they're taking on the pressure to perform. God is not looking for you to take on the pressure to perform. God is looking for you to enter into God's rest concerning it. God told Jeremiah, listen, you're going to go where I tell you to go. You're going to do what I tell you to do when you get there. I'm going to be with you everywhere you go. I'm going to shield you and protect you. I'm going to put my words in your mouth. All you need to do is get up every morning and say, God, I'm ready. You all I need you to do, Jeremiah, is say, listen, I'm ready. And as long as you're ready, as long as you remain open, I will give you the words. I'll perform the work. I will be with you. I will protect you. I will shield you. I will bless you. I will listen. God is saying, I got you. I, what all, all I need for you? Put this in the chat. Say I'm open. God, I'm open. I'm just going to live open. God is. God was looking for Jeremiah to rest in his limitless power and his amazing grace and his dedication to the assignment that God had given Jeremiah before the world began. Everything that Jeremiah needed for his divine assignment, guess what? It was finished before Jeremiah ever got started. Come on now. Everything Jeremiah would ever need for his life was already stored up before he ever took one breath. Before he was formed in his mother's belly, God had already mapped it out. God had already prepared it. And what is true for Jeremiah is true for you. Look at me. I want to minister to you right now. Man of God, woman of God, let me tell you something. Before you were formed in your mother's belly, God knew you. God prepared you. God sanctified you. God, God stored up everything you would ever need to accomplish your divine assignment. Listen, the right people will show up in your life at just the right time. You're going to have the right relationships. And things will be released in your life. And when you need it, things are going to happen. This is Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 at just the right time. And so what God, God prepared things for you. And now God is preparing you for what he prepared for you. And so your job is to enter into God's rest, not freak out over it, not stress out over it. God, just enter into God's rest. And watch this. Look at me. God did you one better than he did Jeremiah. God did you one better than he did Jeremiah. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon people, but he didn't live inside of people. In the Old Testament, get, the Holy Spirit came upon people to, and so that they could operate, and sometimes he would come and sometimes he would go, but he didn't live inside of them because of what happened in the Garden of Eden where Adam, the Holy Spirit, was removed. But Jesus came to restore the Holy Spirit. So new covenant now, look at me, you're born again. If you're born again, the Holy Ghost is inside of you. So he doesn't just come upon you from time to time. He lives inside of you every second 
second of every day. And so now, not j just like Jeremiah, the Holy Spirit had to come upon Jeremiah for him to do. Listen, the Holy Ghost is on you every second of every day. He's with you as you go into every meeting, every conversation, all the activity, every Zoom call, every WebEx, every, I'm telling you, God is on you and in you and with you and for you. So the Holy Ghost is living on the inside of you. He will give you the words. He will perform the work. He's ready to do it. He's just looking for you to be open. He's looking for you to say, like I say all the time, God, I'm down for whatever. Like, I, I don't know, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, I'm down for whatever. I give myself over to you. My life is in your hands. I'm yielded to you in all things at all times. Say amen to that. All right. Number three, last point for today. I have three things to share with you this morning. God is looking for us to respond in faith. This is when I, when I got up this morning and it's a little bit earlier, like I said, than I normally get up. But when I got up this morning, this is the point that God was really ministering to me on this last point. The Bible is full of examples where people initially responded with feelings of inadequacy, where people initially was like, oh, I can't do that. You know, I'm not good enough, all of that. Um, but eventually these people got over themselves. Say that, say that out loud. I, I get over myself. And so you got to get past your, your insecurities. You got to get past your feelings of, of inadequacies, your, your faults, your flaws, your failures, your frailties. None of that matters to God. Like, like God is like, it's, it's grace anyway. It's the grace life. And so God is saying, I'm not, I'm not looking for you to be, to, to perform. I'm not looking for you to be perfect. Jesus was perfect for you. And so God has the power. He's just looking for your faith and your availability. In this series, I've been teaching you about God's grace in your faith. In this series, I've been teaching you how God has already provided the grace and we're supposed to provide the faith. So as I close, this is what God wanted me to give you. When God reveals something to you, remember it's future to you, but it's past to him. This is the mentality that you should have. This is how you should think. Um, you should think this. You ready? This is how I describe it. You should be like, wow, <laughs> this is big. Okay, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this without you. But if you want me to do it, matter of fact, I can't do it without you. So if you want me to do it, I know that you're signing up to do it. You're going to do it in me. You're going to do it with me. You're going to do it through me. So let's go. I'm down for whatever. Just as long as it's your will, I'm ready to do whatever you want me to do. Right? That's how we're supposed That's the mentality. That's the mentality we're supposed to enter every engagement with God like. And so here's another one. We should be like, God, you know I can't do this on my own. But I also know that you don't expect me to do it on my own. You will be with me every step of the way. So let's go. Let's go. I'm down. I, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know when you're going to do it. Like, unless you tell me, I don't know when it's going to come to pass. But I do know that it's going to be amazing. I do know that I'm excited. I do know that it's going to be a great testimony. When this thing, oh, God, you want to do that? Oh, my God. When you finally do it, man, this is going to be a good testimony. I, I, I'm excited. I don't know how. how you, you, this is where you get on the phone. You tell your homeboy. You told, tell your girlfriend. Girl, let me tell you what God told me. Now, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't, I don't know. And I'm not going to sit here and try to figure it out either. I'm just down. I, I, I'm excited. And when it finally does happen, I'm going to tell you this right now, this is going to be a good testimony. Oh, my God. Because everybody knows I can't do this anyway. So this is going to be an amazing testimony. And then the last one, you should be like, Father, this thing is so big that I don't take on any pressure to perform because my performance will not be good enough anyway. So, Father, I'm just open. I'm open. I give myself over to you. I'm open. My faith says yes to your grace. However you want to do it, I'm open. 
whenever you want to do it, I'm open. You give me the words. You perform the work. You lead me in the way that I should go. You connect me to the right people at just the right time. Now, I don't know how this thing is going to happen, but my life is in your hands. So I'm ready. I am ready to enjoy the ride. And thank you, Father. I just want to say thank you right up front for choosing me for something so amazing. I didn't choose this. This is not my, this was not my doing. I didn't choose this, but you chose me and you chose me to do something so amazing. So I want to thank you for, man, this is bigger than my wildest dream. Father, to be honest with you, father, I would have never dreamt this big, (laughs) but I'm thankful that you, you had dreams for me before the world began. You had dreams for me before my mother met my father. You had dreams for me before I was formed in my mother's womb. And I declare by faith that all of your dreams for my life shall come to pass before I die. I declare by faith that you have already provided the grace for me to be the man or the woman that God called me to be. So now I, you provided the grace, I provide the faith, and by faith, I will become who it is that you've called me to be. And I declare the best is yet to come. That's the mentality we're supposed to live with. That's God's grace in our faith. Let's close this message out with a declaration. Man, this was good. This was a good word. I'm going to close this out with a declaration of faith. I want you to speak this over your life. You ready? Lift up your voice and speak this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your amazing grace. Now, you call me to do things that I cannot do with my power, my ability, or my strength. But you never expected me to do it without you. You never require of me what I can never provide anyway. So what you did was put your grace on me to do what I can't do. Your super is on my natural and your grace empowers me to operate in my assignment. Everything I need to accomplish my divine assignment has already been prepared. You are now preparing me, Father, for what you prepared for me. The preparation process is actually not a matter of more trying. It is a matter of more dying. I died to self to the point where I even died to my limits. I yield to you. I embrace your grace. And I give myself over to you, Father, to be used of you for your glory. And I enjoy the ride. I will complete my divine assignment. I will get it done before I die. I will leave a mark in this world that will not be erased. It will outlive me. Because it won't be me doing it. It is you, Father, living in me. So I rest in your finished work. And I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes, you get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. If this message was a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat. I'd like to read those comments. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Remember, God has provided the grace. You go out there now and provide the faith. You live open and God will use you 
in an amazing way. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.